Welcome to the Unlocking Her podcast. I'm your host, Jess, your no bullshit best friend, talking all things health, mindset, business, and everything else in between, and helping you on your journey to becoming your next level self. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. Welcome to my second ever podcast episode. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to my first episode last week. We got such amazing feedback and honestly, it just warms my heart that so many of you resonated with the things that I have been through on my own weight loss and body image journey. So thank you so much if you reached out and I'm so excited to be making this form of content on a regular basis for you guys. With that being said, let's get into it. Now, before I start, I do want to just preface that this is quite a vulnerable and I guess raw episode for me, as there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to share with you guys today that I have never touched on in my social media content. I kept things pretty quiet while all this was going down. So I'm actually really excited to show this side of my journey. But if you are an OG follower, you know what a journey it has been with me and my business, and we've seen it evolve into what it is today. Although it does get to be easy and light for me now in business, it has definitely been a roller coaster. I've worked so hard and gone through so many challenges to get to the point that I am now. And that's what I wanted to speak to in today's episode. As you guys know, social media is a highlight reel and I feel like it's very easy to pedestal other businesses that have been in the game for a really long time and think that they got there out of pure luck when it's absolutely not the case. And I also just wanted to inspire you guys to believe that you can always change your current situation. You're never stuck. You always have the choice to move and basically to fucking back yourself because you are always your safest bet. So as I said in last week's episode, I am actually coming up to almost seven years as an online coach and personal trainer, which is actually insane. And when I was in a gym, I worked for the same company the entire time, which is actually not very common in the personal training industry. Like you hear a lot of people chop and change the gyms that they're working in. So I was quite loyal. So a little bit of context of how I got into personal training in the first place. I actually went to uni with the intention that I would go down the route of physio and I had to do so many hours of clinical placement in my first degree, chose physio because, you know, obviously have to get a taste for it. And I hated it and nothing against physio or where I did prac. I just realized that it wasn't for me. I did still have that passion for the rehab side of things, but I also was really keen on like strength and conditioning and the exercise side of things. So for me to combine the two, I always thought I would work in like NRL or netball. So my master's was a high performance sports based degree. So once I finished my master's, I was then meant to do like a six month unpaid internship, which fuck that. 
but I also needed a job on the side because obviously unpaid for that amount of time is just not even possible. So decided I'd get a job on the side and I thought PT and I also too chose that because it would give me really good industry experience and I thought you know if I have that industry experience behind me I'm going to be able to get any job that I want to so that was my intention initially and I remember even telling my mom I was going to do PT and she was like almost iffy about it and to be honest I was the same as well like I had put all of these years into study just to do PT and I actually laughed at people that I went to uni with who said they were going to be PTs I was like, why the fuck are you here spending all this money wasting three years when you can just go and do a six month cert three and four? Like it just baffled me and I would actually laugh at them. So the gym that I was training with at the time, which ended up being the gym that I worked for, I got a job off a whim there just because I was talking to one of the ladies in the office about how I finished my degree and... I thought about going into this and she was like, well, we actually need PT, so I'll give you a job. So that's how that started. And at the time it was New Year's. So everybody's in their new year, new me vibe. So it was really easy for me to pick up clients. I signed up like 20 clients within two to three weeks and yeah, I never, ever struggled to get clients. So it was a really easy transition for me into PT. At that point, I wasn't charging very much because I had just started and I also worked across three different gyms. So I would have to drive. They were all within like 10, 15 minutes of each other. But when you're doing that over and over in one day, like you spend so much time in your car and just the stress of having to get to different clients on time and just the scheduling of that was insane. So that didn't last very long. Now I was actually really lucky with the company that I did work for because I was on a rent system. And if you're a PT or a coach, you're going to kind of know what I'm talking about, but different gyms work off different systems. And if you work on rent, that's like the best place for you to be. So I basically paid them. It was only $220 a week for access to three gyms, which is absolutely unheard of as well. Like If you're a PT nowadays, you're probably looking at around 300 or at least 250 for one club. And like I said, I had access to three. So that was an absolute steal. Other gyms, they take a percentage of all of your clients or on an actual salary, which is the worst because then you have to be there at whatever time they say. So I set all of my own hours. I set all of my own prices. I could take on whatever clients I wanted to. Literally, you're a subcontractor and you're working for yourself just in their gym. It's also a lot of free work being a PT, especially when you first start, because obviously you're trying to build up your client base. So we didn't get paid for the group classes that we did, but that was part of our agreement. If we did, I think I did two classes a week that it would be reduced rent. And if I didn't do that, I would have to pay more money. So for me, that was just easy. And you know, doing classes actually linked me up with a lot of the clients that I ended up coaching over the years. And we also didn't get paid for orientations. So an orientation is just like when you first sign up to the gym, you are linked up with a personal trainer and they show you how to use all the equipment 
all that kind of stuff. And we didn't get paid for those because that was an opportunity for us to sign a client. Whereas other gyms, you are literally required to walk the gym floor and scout people, which to me just feels really icky. So I'm so grateful that it was the way that it was, but yeah, just a lot of unpaid work. And as I got busier, the less and less orientations I would have to do because I was fully booked and my paid clients come first. So shit go at the start, but absolutely worth it when your client books are full. When I first started in the industry, my niche was only to do rehab or nutrition-based clients because that's what my degree is majored in. And as I touched on in the first episode, I had only just started on my weight loss journey and I was still considered an overweight PT and I really, really struggled with that and just didn't feel confident that I was overweight and people were paying me to help them lose weight. Like that just baffled me and I just struggled so bad with imposter syndrome. At the time, the only fitness influences around were Lauren Simpson, Rachel Dillon, Sarah's Day, that kind of vibe. And they are absolutely stunning, beautiful women, but that just wasn't my reality. And I didn't believe that that body was achievable for me. And therefore I wouldn't make it in the industry because clients would only pay me if my body looked like what they wanted. So really had my self-worth attached to my body. With my social media, I was not confident showing up on there at all. Like I never showed my face on there. I never showed my body. I never showed myself training. I only posted about my clients because I didn't think people would care, let alone trust me to get them results because I yet hadn't got the results. I just felt like the biggest fraud and was really hiding because I was so scared of rejection and not being perfect. However, I quickly realized that the type of clients that I was attracting didn't want that ideal version of fitness anyway. I was working with general population people that, you know, actually looked to me and thought, wow, her body is achievable and that is what I want. So she's who I want to work with. So it's so funny when you put it in that perspective, just can't even believe that I thought I wouldn't make it, to be honest, when really now the reason I am such a good coach is because I did have that weight loss journey. And I touched on this in last week's episode as well, is younger, I was genetically fit. And if I hadn't have gone through that weight loss journey, I would not be the coach that I am today. I would not even be able to relate to my clients and be able to put myself in their shoes. So I'm always so grateful that I had to go through that. I've worked with so many different clients and impacted their lives in so many different ways. Like for example, one of my clients, she came to me, she had lost her period. Her hormones were so out of whack because she had gained so much weight and her only dream was to have a baby. So I actually got her to the point where she was able to conceive and to think that I personally had an effect on that little human being born is just so heartwarming to me. I've worked with marathon runners that are riddled with injuries. I have worked with elderly clients and like (laughs) one of my elderly clients, like she was in her seventies and her only goal was to see how long she could handstand for. So half of her session, we were practicing her handstands and then obviously general weight loss, like 
the people that I worked with, their goals were so varied and yeah, it was just so rewarding. So I loved my job. Over the years, my niche has really changed and evolved and I've had lots of women wanting to gain weight, gain muscle, learn how to lift properly and improve their technique. I've also branched into more nutrition-based clients. I've worked really closely with eating disorders, like the list goes on. And I guess it's only natural when your mindset changes and you level up that you attract different levels of clients as well, because everything is a mirror. So once again, so grateful that I work with so many different clients, like no client is the same and no day is the same, which I really enjoy. And mindset has always been a really strong focal point with all of my clients. And I was always doing undertones of mindset coaching without even realizing I was doing it. So it's just interesting now that I have pivoted into that space. For about four years, I was happy and thriving in that gym environment. And then around the time of the first lockdown was when things started to shift in a more negative way. So the first lockdown was when I got my app set up and Trainerize was only sort of a new thing back then. And I hadn't seen many coaches using it. I just thought this is fucking amazing and it's absolutely going to level up my business. And I still use it to this day. And obviously every industry was in the same position, but everyone in the fitness industry was freaking out. We just had lots of uncertainties, as I said, so did everyone else. But I just really took that in my stride. And I just remember thinking like, fuck, something has got to come out of this. Like everything happens for a reason. And we don't know how long we're not going to be in a gym for. So I started to pivot my business online back then. At this point, I was only charging like 15 to $20 per week, but it boomed because everyone had to train from home and had no idea how to train from home after being in a gym for so long. At this point though, I only saw online coaching as just another way to make quick money. And, you know, I was doing like challenges, which To me now, that actually doesn't align with me. I see coaching as more of a long-term thing rather than a quick eight-week in-and-out fix. So that was kind of where I was with that. I didn't really see it as something long-term that could give me large amounts of income like face-to-face training was. And then fast forward to when we came out of lockdown, we came back to lots of restructuring. Lots of upper management had been let go, which... I also could understand because coming from a business owner perspective, like you've got to make cuts somewhere. So it was only natural. And that was happening with a lot of people in the industry and other industries as well. But over the course of the next year, a lot of people started to quit. And what baffles me, and this happens in a lot of workplaces, is like management are so confused why people are leaving instead of looking in their own gardens like there is something going on the toxicity is filtering down from the top so the toxic work environment had started to well and truly ramp up at this point but i decided to stick with the company because personally i was looked after and i knew i actually didn't work for them i just worked in their place of business so i could leave whenever i wanted and at the end of the day It was my business and I couldn't be bossed around as much. I had also dropped down one of the gyms I was working at as well and was only traveling between two of the gyms. So 
my workload was the same in terms of how many clients I had, but I was spending far less time in a car driving back and forth between sessions. So the fact that they were able to give me that flexibility and like I said before, I was paying such cheap rent, like I wouldn't get that anywhere else. So I decided to stay. Over the next couple of years, we had lots of rehires and I was actually the only OG left. Things got so bad over the next couple of years that my mental health was at its lowest and I have never doubted myself as a coach so much in my entire life. I could honestly go on and on about the cooked shit that went down, but a couple of things that I will touch on just to paint the picture. A head coach was hired after only being qualified for three months with just her cert three and four, which obviously nothing against if you're a PT with just three and four, but I had a master's degree. I'd worked there for five years. I was like, okay, cool. This is great. Also too, we all ran our own businesses. So there was literally no point of a head coach. I was accused of sabotaging another PT's business because someone had looked at my business cards and then put it back in front of hers. And then I get to work confronted by my boss and basically yelled at for sabotaging her business. And I honestly just laughed in her face, but I was then watched on the security cameras for two weeks because she was so sus on me. Like I honestly, (laughs) I can laugh about it now, but you know, when you're going to work every single day and basically being bullied, it eventually takes a toll. One day I was training and I remember hip thrusting and I had like 140 kilos on my barbell and my boss comes up to me and told me that she was hiring a new coach and she was a specialist in lifting. So if any clients came and they wanted to learn how to lift, like I wasn't even getting a look in, no questions asked, they were going to her. I was like, okay, babe, no worries. And then the girl started and I said, oh, like, how cool, like new job. How long have you been in the industry for? And she was like, oh, I literally just got signed off last week. But my boss took the time to make me feel really small. Other co-workers also told me that when they first started, they were warned about me. And if you know me, you know, like what a positive influence I am on people's lives like I'm not this nasty malicious person however I am upfront and honest so it was very easy for me to be painted in that way because I didn't take any shit but also might I add two years before this same boss was out raving about me about how I was the best personal trainer that Anytime Fitness had ever seen and she would honestly hype me up all the time so to just have everything swing to the complete opposite way it was really triggering and you know obviously not to mention all the other high school shit that went down between co-workers and yeah it just really triggered me because it took me back to bullying and I just have never felt so rejected and left out and I felt like I was not important and this is actually really triggering some emotions up in me saying this to you guys now like it was a very low point in my life my mental health was so bad that i would pull over on my way to work to vomit my hair started falling out and my clients were literally the only reason i would get out of bed each day i was that depressed i knew that one they would make me feel better just by seeing them but also i knew people were depending on me and it gave me something to live for and they essentially saved my life so if you are one of my og clients 
thank you. I appreciate you. I probably wouldn't be here today without you. I'm actually tearing up just saying that. <laughs> Another thing that I used to do, which is just so classic of me. And if you know me, you know how woo woo and spiritual I am, but I would white light myself and I would carry crystals with me everywhere to protect myself. So if you're spiritual, you know what white lighting is, but basically I would just envision this like white light surrounding me so that nothing could affect me. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it got that bad, honestly. But why I stayed so long in this toxic environment was that I always had the intention that I would save as much money as I could so that I could fuck them over and take all of their members. So I really hung in there long after I should have. And all of my clients and a lot of members, because members talk, were prepared to walk with me. But online coaching was always in the back of my mind because of what I had set up in the first lockdown. Then we went into the second lockdown and I live in Sydney. So for people in Sydney and Melbourne, things were quite hectic. We were literally in the middle of it. And my mental health got better when everyone else's seemed to go to shit. So I think that proves how bad I was and don't get me wrong lockdown was so hard I live on my own so well I lived on my own at that point so I was super isolated but I actually started working with a mindset coach M and now she is one of my best friends and we actually mentor each other but without her I would not have gotten through lockdown so I really just took that as an opportunity to go inwards and work on myself. In that time, I got really confident sharing my life on socials. And because of that, they started to rapidly grow. Obviously I had nothing else to do. And yet again, saw lockdown as an opportunity, not a burden. So I got super vulnerable and open the entire time about my healing journey and everything that I was going through. And so many people were resonating that because obviously being in lockdown, we were all going through those mental health shifts. And as I said before, I was really stuck on whether I was going to take all their members and start a gym or transition online. But I did a visualization with M in one of our first sessions and I saw myself walking into my home office. I could see my computer screens all set up and it was just literally such a vibe. I could see the ocean in the background, like I really painted this beautiful picture for myself and I realized that online coaching was the way that I wanted to go about things. And the minute that I decided what direction I was taking in my business, and if you're spiritual and into manifestation, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But like, because I was still so like 50 in, 50 out with both of those things, nothing was kind of progressing. So the minute that I decided... A few of my videos went viral on TikTok and I signed up 20 people in one weekend. And for me, that was all the confirmation that I needed that I could fucking make this work. I seen online coaching as a serious way to make money. And from that moment on, I knew that I had to make moves to get out of that gym situation because I was so unhappy and life didn't have to be that fucking hard. One of my mottos at the time as well, and I still live by this today, is fuck working to put money in someone else's pocket. And at the end of the day, I was paying rent to these people who I no longer respected and essentially paying them. I was going to work and paying them when, you know, if I was working online, I wouldn't have 
any overheads I am my only responsibility and once again I just decided I had to back myself and make moves to get out of there so we come out of lockdown and the same toxic shit was happening at work once again I was vomiting on my way to work I was losing sleep was in a constant state of fight or flight like I just can't even believe how stressed I was at that time And I broke the news to my clients that in about six months time, I would transition online. And don't get me wrong. I'm probably making this sound like a really easy decision to make that move. But I felt so uncomfortable leaving the what I thought was the safety of working in a gym and the safety of earning all of this income. And, you know, I still had to test if my clients were going to follow me. So I gave them that time period just to gauge where everyone was at obviously it paid off but i was still nervous as fuck when i was doing it i also knew that if i was going to continue in this environment for however long i had set for myself i needed to get really fucking strong boundaries coming back so i dropped down to one gym i stopped doing all classes and put all of my effort into my clients because i was like These people are not supporting me, so why the fuck would I do them a solid? And I'm only working at one gym, so there's no fucking way I'm going to be paying full rent for one gym. And, you know, I was prepared to walk, so I didn't care if they had decided that they were going to give me the boot because I wasn't going to pay rent. So I was prepared for that. Also, I had decided I am not starting work before 7 a.m. It might have even been 8 a.m. on some days as well, and I'm finishing work no later than 7.30. And also too, I'm only working half days on a Friday, half days on a Saturday. And even just by doing that, yes, I did reduce some of my stress, but that feeling of dread going to work, just hating what I was doing was still there. And I just knew that I had to make this transition to being online. And I know you're probably thinking six months is quite a long time to make that transition, but... I was working with some really beautiful clients at that time. Like I said, they were getting me out of bed every single morning, but one client in particular, I was working with an autistic boy and working with him every week was just so rewarding. I trained him from when he was 16, I think right up until he was 19. And we just developed this beautiful bond. And yeah, I just really didn't want to let him down I guess and he gave me a lot of purpose all of my clients gave me a lot of purpose but him in particular it was just so special working with him and seeing him grow into such a beautiful young man and a lot of my clients were ready to make that transition online they all said that they would follow me and you know I'm working with them every single day they know exactly what I'm going through with this toxic work environment and a lot of them didn't even want to train there anymore because of it they literally were just there because I was there so everyone was ready to walk with me it was just this one client who I knew wouldn't be making that change and I knew I would be making a massive change to his life of me not training him every week so I really didn't want to let him down. So the cooked shit continued to get worse and worse. And I actually ended up warning all of my clients, okay, this is the time frame that I'm giving it to transition, but prepare yourself if I quit on the spot. And over that time, we're going to 
prepare you to go online. You're going to get strong as fuck and we're going to focus on the basics and really nut down on your technique so that you are absolutely ready to nail this without me and I'm just going to be coaching you through the phone. So this all went down around Christmas time and then fast forward about a month, I had a reading with my psychic Cass and she basically hit the nail on the fucking head like she does every single time and pretty much explained to the T what I was going through and could see the vision for where I was going to go with my business and it basically gave me the final push to quit and I remember one day I was meditating in the park. I had had this massive meltdown, probably one of the biggest anxiety attacks I've had to date. And if I am in that state, I always go to this one park, sit on a blanket, journal, meditate, regulate my shit. So I was doing that. And I remember just deciding that I have a choice of whether this affects me or not. And life was happening for me and not to me. I knew I was destined for far bigger things than going to work, slaving away in a gym every single day and basically going to work just to be bullied and be miserable. So I walked into work the very next day, handed in my resignation, messaged all of my clients. I think I did the rest of the week, but yeah, I walked and I never looked back. And in all honesty, by the end, I had really lost my love for face-to-face clients. And even though I did have amazing clients, I honestly just had no energy left for myself at the end of the week. Like I pretty much isolated myself because I was so drained. I would get home on a Friday and I would just be like, I don't want to speak to another human being for the rest of the weekend. I'm going to lock myself in my house, watch movies, have takeaway, color in, like whatever. I just turned into this massive hermit and I was an absolute shell of myself and I would get sick all the time because I was so burnt out. I even had this crazy breakout for like six months, the entire last portion of when I was working in that gym. And, you know, if you're a spiritual person, you know that your body is going to tell you these signs before you actually know them as well. And it was just fully hormonal around my chin and my cheeks. And the minute that I quit my job, it cleared up. So that's on stress. I was also the only decent coach in the gym at the time. And I was scrambling just to fit clients in to work with me for 30 minutes. They would only have to walk in, see the profiles on the board, see all my qualifications and be like, okay, cool. That's who I want to work with. And I was literally giving away clients in the end. Mind you, that was to the PT that I said before that I was sabotaging. And I'm saying that with inverted commas. I honestly just couldn't keep up with the workload. So I was miserable. Work is, let's say like 60, 70% of your life, probably let's say more than 70%. So if you're really hating your work environment, it really fucking consumes your life. By the end, I also just really felt like I doubled up as a therapist and I had really shit boundaries and I just found it really hard to differentiate my shit from my clients. And you know, if I was going through something as well, I would be telling that same story to 30 people over and over again. So I'm not processing it and I'm working myself up every single day. So it was a lot. And after I had quit, I really had to anchor back into why I got into this in the first place. I feel like I really lost sight of that. And initially that was to make as much impact as I possibly fucking could and help people change their lives. So 
when you think about it, you could be fully booked in a gym and you can only help X amount of people. Whereas online, the possibilities are literally endless. I work with people all over the fucking country. I've even had international clients at certain points. So, you know, I could never have done that staying stagnant in a gym. Also, I'd like to just say that working in a gym as a PT full stop does not mean that you are stagnant. That was just how I felt with it at that time. But 2021 me would be honestly beside herself at the life she is currently living, going from 4 a.m. wake ups and 9 p.m. finishes, rolling out of bed literally 10 minutes before I went to work to hour long morning routines. I have cooked breakfast every single morning. I can spend a good amount of time sitting in the sun, journaling and meditating, processing my emotions before I even start the day. I sometimes only work four hour work days. As I said before, I work with clients all over the country and my health is so much better. My skin is glowing. I can train whenever I want to. I have the freedom to travel and work from anywhere I please. Like my hometown is five hours away. So for me to just be able to pick up everything, go home and work there for the week is so easy. If I want to fly up and see one of my best friends, she lives in Byron. I can do that. I have freedom to do whatever I want. Also not to mention if I have a sick day, my income stays the same. When you are a PT, if you have a sick day, you could lose up to sometimes a grand in a week. Not to mention if clients cancel on you, like it's always this up and down income. You make good money, but it's up and down income, whereas it doesn't change. And I guess the point of everything that I'm saying right now is to show you that it does get to be this easy. However, I have worked fucking hard for almost seven years for it to be like this and I absolutely deserve it. Last year, I remember doing my tax and making more than what I had the previous year in person in a lockdown year and in my first year of being online, like insane. And I just remember sitting in such gratitude and feeling so proud of myself and I honestly I was bawling but it was just the confirmation that I needed that I was exactly where I needed to be and because I just didn't think that online coaching was a possibility for me in terms of supporting myself and I just absolutely proved myself wrong so that was super overwhelming. I have since now doubled my income and on my way to tripling if I continue on this role that I'm in. And the best part is I get to do this all from the comfort of my own home. Like that is just wild to me. I'm working so much less and earning so much more. And that goes against everything we've all been taught as children. So it's very nice to have proved myself wrong. And since being online, I've made some massive shifts again. Initially, my aim was to have as many clients as possible for really cheap, affordable pricing, but that was actually getting to the point where I was burning out again. I had over 100 clients and everything was personalized. And if you're a client of mine, you know how in-depth I go in with check-ins and just the support I give as well, let alone programming and all the extra resources that I give to my clients. But I realized that if I wanted to execute some of these massive goals that I have for myself, I wouldn't have the space to do so if I had all these clients, like I couldn't do anything else outside of working with those clients. Like it was full on and I was working just as many hours that I was in the gym. And I just had to really pull myself up on that and be like, hold on, this is not feeling light and breezy. And this is not what you got into online coaching for. So I really had to make some shifts around that. 
I have since ended up cutting down on a lot of clients. I'm working with half, actually less than half than that number. And some I ended up ending coaching containers with. I also raised my prices in that time, which I'm going to touch on this in another episode of like lessons that I've learned in business. But like I said, I originally priced things super low. So I have shot myself in the foot in the process of now having to raise all those prices because there was such a massive discrepancy between OG clients and new clients. So that has been a bit of a journey. And also a lot of my clients have gotten to the point where they don't need me anymore. They have evolved and learnt so many skills that they can do this without me, which is the entire point of coaching. So really proud of that. But initially that caused me a lot of discomfort and caused me to wobble a bit, but we are good now and we've worked through it. But even though I'm at half the number of clients, this is actually the least stress I have ever had in my life in terms of my business. I have some massive plans in the works and like I wouldn't even be doing this podcast if I was still running with over 100 clients. So yay me for making that change. I have brought in mindset coaching. I have brought in business mentoring. I am bringing out masterclasses and courses and I'm also navigating a relationship right now. This is my first ever relationship. So just to even have the space and time to spend time with my partner and learn and grow in that environment, like I would not have been able to juggle that with all of those clients. So to me, all of those things outweigh being burnt out and just being able to say I work with 100 clients. And one thing that I also want to touch on is that I am still growing every single day. And everything that I do now will probably even evolve again in the next couple of years as well. If you had have asked me even a year ago, let alone seven years, that I would be transitioning into a mindset and business coaching space, like, yeah, she would be mind blown. But although as hard as this journey has been for me and all of the toxicity that happened to me over the last couple of years, I am so grateful for all of that because I've learned so much about myself and it's brought to the surface a lot of things that I needed to heal. And I would not be in the position that I am today if I didn't go through that. I was so comfortable where I was. I at one point never thought that I would ever leave that gym. I thought it was the best. And now I know that it was all for a reason because I'm exactly where I need to be right now. And you know what? I can make far more of an impact doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And that is everything to me. If I can change one person's life or one person's perspective or help them grow into their next level self, then I've done my job. And that is honestly everything to me. So thank you so much for being here and supporting me. But that brings us to the end of the episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I really hope this helped you gain some perspective on where you're at with your life. And if you're feeling stuck, that you can always change your current situation. And you just have to back yourself. Because like I said at the start of the episode, you are always your safest bet. And you just have to trust that everything is going to work out even when you feel like it's not. If you are interested in working with me one-to-one, 
head to my website. All of the details are in the show notes. I have some spaces that have opened up for both fitness and nutrition coaching, as well as mindset and business mentoring. So if you are keen on any of those offers, head to my website or send me a DM. I am always open for a chat. Thank you so much for listening once again, and I will chat to you next fortnight. 